right, the audience for my my guest, Leander Blades. Nice. Hello, my friends. Caught us in the middle of a conversation about the show I just did previously before coming live here. Um, and that is, of course, with the California Parent Alliance podcast. And um, yeah, it was really, really good. Had a lot of viewers, awesome. a lot of people. Um, uh, so make sure to go to CaliforniaParentAlliance.org if you or somebody in your family has a child in public school in California. That's the place to go. Um, we're reading from Smith Wigglesworth Devotional today. And uh, as we have been for almost <laughs> six months now, however long it's been. And um, we're going to jump right into it because we're on the late, late show here. And it's for January 18th. And it's called A Divine Faith. The reference is Mark eleven twenty two, uh, which says, have faith in God. Have faith in God. Yes. Drop the mic. Uh, the scripture reading is Psalm 9, which is a really good one. Psalm 9 is beautiful. Uh, is awesome. Smith says in this devotional, there is a great difference between our faith and the faith of Jesus. Our faith comes to an end. Most people have come to the place where they have said, Lord, I have gone so far. Now I can go no further. I have used all the faith I have, and I just have to stop now and pray for more faith. Thank God that we have the faith we do, <clears throat> but there is another faith. I remember one day being in Northern England and visiting some sick people. I was taken to a house where a young woman was lying on her bed. Her reason had gone, and many things were manifested that, that there that were satanic, and I knew it. She was only a young woman, a beautiful child. Then the husband, a young man, came in with a baby, and he leaned over to kiss his wife. The moment he did, she threw herself onto the other side of the bed, just as a lunatic would do, with no consciousness of the presence of her husband. That was very heartbreaking. Then he took the baby and pressed the baby's lips to the mother. Again, she responded wildly. As I, as I said to a sister who was attending her, have you had anyone to help? Oh, she, she said, we have had everything. But I said, have you no spiritual help? Her husband stormed out and said, help. You think that we believe God after we have had seven weeks of no sleep? And a manic and maniac conditions, you are mistaken. You have come to the wrong house, sir. I added the surplus. Yes. Uh, that brought me to a place, Smith said, of compassion that something had to be done for this woman. Then, with my faith, I began to penetrate the heavens with my prayers. I never saw anyone get anything from God who prayed with an earthly focus. If you receive anything from God, you will have to pray into heaven where the answers are all there. As I saw in the presence of God, the limitations of my faith, there came another faith, a faith that could not be denied, a faith that took the promise, a faith that believed God's word. I came from the presence back again to earth, but I was not the same man under the same conditions that had confronted me before. In the name of Jesus, I was a man with a faith that could shake hell. I said, come out of her in the name of Jesus. She rolled over, fell asleep, and wakened in 14 hours. Perfectly sane and perfectly whole. He does it again. <laughs> oh, there's faith. But Jesus wants to, to bring us all into a place in line with God where we cease to be. And as faith takes over, God must have the right of way, of thought, and of purpose. God must have control. You cannot know God by nature you get to know him by an open door of grace. The way to God is the way of faith. 
There isn't any other way. Now, this is a tough one for me. And I know that I was kind of getting it when you were, when we had our discussion before we went live. But it seems to me that I've just always thought that, that you have, it's just faith. He describes it like it's a glass of water that's pouring out as you're, you know. And <laughs> Hopefully then, it doesn't pour out and, completely. And then all of a sudden you get to the bottom, you go, I, what am I going to do? I got like one little sip left. And yet my problems are still here or the problems of the person oh. I'm praying over are still here. And then, and then you're out. Is that what he's well, saying? I, I, suddenly when you were describing that, I remember the woman at the well, at the well, the mm. Sumerian, the mm. Samaritan woman where um, they were talking it as a metaphor about water. And the Lord is says this water, when you drink it, you'll be thirsty again. But the water I give you is living water and you'll never thirst again. And I think that's what Smith's referring to here is it's the faith that never ends, the faith that shakes hell, the faith where you pull heaven down. You could say to a mountain to be to thrust a mountain into the sea and it'll go. You know, uh, that's the kind of faith that Jesus tells us we're capable of in the Bible. And yet many of us never see it. So if we are drawing from our earthly faith, there, there is a little bit of limitation because we are limited people, right? Sinful people, horrible, nasty, miserable human beings. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) But when we get into, um, God's faith who dwells within us Amen. when we, when we kick in, it's like going to a different gear. Exactly. It's like we, we hit, you know, uh, you know, we're in Neutral second gear or second, you're in yeah. second gear or redlining. And then when we finally decide to shift, we're into that high speed, um, you know, much smoother ride. Uh, and that's the faith of God. He's, he's high gear, but you got to kick it over. Absolutely. You have to know when to do it and know when you need to be there. That his, his faith is limitless limitless but sometimes we don't go there we can we're most kind of, of the time we don't go yeah, there i get it now most of the time we're in our flesh even our faith is in our flesh i told you there's been moments that i can recall distinctly where i feel like my faith the prayers that i was praying over people or in issues was from a different place was it was of heavens and not of earth because I had insight. It, it's this, I have felt this, this power that comes over where it like shakes your body. It almost can't be contained by your flesh, where there's just the might and power and truth of the Lord that comes through you, that you, it, it's like electricity. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, I'm exhausted. It, it literally saps my physical energy out of me. And it's, it's something, it's extraordinary. I don't feel it. Often, I haven't been in this situation. Like what I love about Smith is he's constantly in these situations where he accesses that power. I, I just can I be honest? Yes. <laughs> I, I see that now this devotional is completely hitting me. I mean, in the sense of who I am and my personal limitations in my flesh is that even in prayer, so what? sometimes even when I'm praying, um, but more often when somebody else is praying, say we're with friends and we get like a little prayer circle or or maybe even a church when somebody has to be prayed over and you're praying and I, you know, I love you and I, and I love <laughs> listening to every word. Your prayers are amazing. 
And every so often I catch I catch myself going, gosh, this is long. Where, where are we gonna go to lunch? <laughs> I got, you know, I'm really hungry. I mean, you're praying, my eyes are closed, I'm holding hands, I'm doing all the stuff. But inside I'm going, we should go to islands. I've been in islands in a very long time. And you're going, dear God, Lord, you're pulling out scripture out of who knows where. And I'm going, yeah, but I'm really feeling like uh, you know, some ribs right now. Or I'm feeling like some, right? And I, so I know, I know how sad. I'm a sad, sad man. No, you're not. But I, but I can also do that when I'm praying. Like you're going, you you know, get tired of listening to yourself, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, yes and i go you know what uh in jesus name we pray amen and, and i just speed it up yes like i, I have impatience for myself uh, and but there's other times like when we were at your friend's house which we got to go again yes um mariamas, uh, mariamas where it was an amazing time of prayer i was totally into the prayer right? like i felt every word that's actually one of the times speaking I, I was able to see things yes i had visions of the things that were being prayed about yes with i think everybody yes. and even worship I think there was there was there was that that deeper prayer. There was that that praying with God, Amen. as opposed to praying with Andy, the the <laughs> miserable human being. <laughs> so and now it's it, the faith it, that moves mountains. There's two separate places that you are in in regard to faith. Now I have all you know. I, I have more faith than I've ever had in my entire life in God. Yes, <laughs> but the limitations are with me, not with God. With uh, all of us. Mm. The limitations are in our flesh. Uh, but how do you pull that out? I mean, how do you how do you draw from it? How can I mean? One, you you have to surrender yourself, and two, you got to be in the situation. Mm-hmm. I find that it's we often are not in those situations anymore. Like when I first came, uh, when I first came to faith, I was in those situations much more on much more often, mm-hmm. and. Uh, that's why my friend Glenn tells me all the time, you guys got to come out. You guys got to come out. You got to understand. Sometimes you feel things. Sometimes you see things. Like even he goes and prays often at a transvestite bar. And he's like, you see demonic spirits. You see people trying to get free. Mm-hmm. We pray over people. Like that's where you see things move, you know. Um, but oftentimes in our traditional church environment, we're, we're not going to get that. That's why we felt that at Mariama's house. And I have felt that at conferences and special events and stuff with really cool, deep spiritual people. Mm-hmm. But you don't feel it in everyday life unless you create those opportunities to be used by God in that way. Right. Hey, Priscilla. Nice to see you. Hey, Priscilla. And Jen French is uh, right. That was one of the words I was uh, had was that it's a super, it's supernatural. Yes, absolutely. You know, and I, I know of supernatural. Right. I mean, I know of it. I mean, I, I, I know it exists. I talk about this all the time when I talk about a dog's nose because I, I train dogs to find bombs and narcotics and bed bugs. And it's supernatural. Like right. it's, it's so unbelievable what a dog can find with his nose or her nose. I don't want to get anybody upset, um, but it, it, I've seen supernatural. So it, it helps to have that. I mean, you have I, your own I've, supernatural experience. Oh, I have that too. Yeah. But, and you've seen the supernaturally demonic Oh, that, that's true. Even before you had faith. That is true. It's just one of those things, if you haven't had that experience, which I'm sure somebody has, can draw from something in their lifetime. If they've been on this earth long enough, they've seen had to have seen something supernatural. Things that were not of this world. I, I talk about, uh, you just remind me of that that time where I was at a red, at a, 
at a red light at Alondra Boulevard and La Mirada Boulevard. They intersect. And I remember it like it was yesterday. And the light was red. And the light turned green. And I was even slow to hit the accelerator. Before I, before I did that, for some reason, I looked to my left before. I mean, this is plenty of time that I could have, I could have just hit the gas no matter what. I looked to my left and here, way after the red light for this vehicle, ran right through a big truck. And uh, I would have lost my life if I would have hit the gas you know, without looking first. And there was something, I, I don't know. It was, it was it, Made you pause. I've never forgotten. So there's so many of those things. So you need to look for those things, those things that first are supernatural to, to give you, you know, more faith that you can draw upon that supernatural faith. Yes. Uh, and then now, again, this is new to me too, is that God dwells inside us. Well, and also uh, listening to the Holy Spirit when he's guiding you, pointing you to a situation where he wants you to have a supernatural encounter. In other words, oftentimes we just check out. We're like, oh, no. Like he, he, you feel a prompting to talk to a person. And you're just like, no, yep. I'm just not in the mood. You, we have no idea the supernatural experience that we could miss by not doing it. And oftentimes I feel like people do not uh, experience that because they don't believe there it's literally our conscious mind that stops us from accessing it mm -hmm. and so this is what smith is constantly saying is that uh, he's not trying to tell us that we are great he says we have access to something great we have access to something that's outside of this world wow but do we take the time and the effort and the discipline to access it A lot. Not often, not often enough. Not often enough. <laughs> All right. So um, now the, the reference was, it just said have faith in God, but Mark eleven twenty two 22 uh, completely says. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. <laughs> you know anything about this Mark issue off the top of your head? Not off the top of my head. Okay. Uh, let's go to Psalm nine. Hello. Here we go. So Psalm nine is the scripture reading. I will praise you, O Lord, with all my heart. I will tell you of your marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. When my enemies turn back, they shall fall and perish at your presence. For you have maintained my right and my cause. You sat on the throne judging in righteousness. You rebuked the nations. You have destroyed the wicked. You have blotted out their name forever and ever. O enemy, destructions are finished forever, and you have destroyed cities. Even their memory has perished, but the Lord shall endure forever. He has prepared his throne for judgment. He shall judge the world in righteousness, and he shall administer judgment for the people in uprightness. The Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. And those who know your name will put their trust in you. For you, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. Sing praises to the Lord who dwells in Zion, declares deeds among the people. When he avenges blood, he remembers them. He does not forget the cry of the humble. Have mercy on me, O Lord. Consider my trouble from those who hate me. You who lift me up from the gates of death, that I may tell of all your praise. In the gates of the daughter of Zion, I will rejoice in your salvation. The nations have sunk down in the pit which they made, in the net which they hid. Their own foot is caught. The Lord is known by the judgment he executes. The wicked is snared in the work of his own hands. 
meditation. The wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God, for the needy shall not always be forgotten. The expectation of the poor shall not perish forever. Arise, O Lord, do not let man prevail. Let the nations be judged in your sight. Put them in fear, O Lord, that the nations may know themselves to be but men. Wow. And I, it reminds me of, I think, I don't know if it was last night or the night before, we have the this theatrical performance of the Bible. It's an audio Bible. Richard Dreyfuss is on there and some other famous people. And you were like, uh, you were like, Oh, God was kind of mean oh, yes, in the was... Old Testament. <laughs> and then they were like shouting and you hear thunder in the background. And <laughs> that's what this reminds me of is because we're supposed to, when it says fear the Lord, mm-hmm. we're supposed to have this reverence right. that is awe-inspiring. That is fear, but fear is just not a good enough descriptor because mm-hmm. it's this humility and reverence in fear. And that's kind of what this psalm is talking about. So that same God that destroys nations and judges them and blots their name from the world forever is the same God that we run to and is our salvation and is our refuge and is our protector and is our empowerer, is the one through which we access heavens. Um, but do we know that deep down in our soul? Are we accessing that? Are we accessing that God? Not the cute one. Not the Christmas Jesus, <laughs> but savage Jesus. <laughs> Not the chosen Jesus. Not the chosen Jesus. I, I'm, I'm interested in this word meditation just kind of thrown in there. I know. We didn't look up, <laughs> we didn't look up the other translations because it could have a better definition. Sorry that, yeah. Yeah, because it's weird. It's a, like the wicked is snared in the work of his own hands, period. Meditation, yes. period. I'm assuming in another translation, it is yes. think of these words or ponder these words. Yeah, that's the New King James. Oh, yeah, that's probably, you're probably right. Uh, uh, NASB, go up to NASB. It's sometimes more descriptive. Yeah, right there, NASB. <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> uh, where is it? Now we have to find out what that would be. Uh has it yeah hmm. I think the net is snared the lord has made himself known he has executed judgment a wicked one is ensnared in the work of his own hands that's all well yeah. that one is using the word hegayon salah salah is, is supposed to be a, a pause mm-hmm. for thought so maybe um yeah Perhaps saying to pause and to meditate on this uh, verse. So he has a footnote on this one that says perhaps resounding music or meditation. I got it. Yeah, it was just an odd word thrown in there and didn't make much sense. I appreciate you helping me through that. <laughs> no, we talked about that, but but that is the 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 new the new things. I don't know the word. The new educational process of the Bible is that what you've brought to me is that you look at other translations and see what they say. Because remember, these are translations. They're yeah. not the original text. And so people throughout history, throughout the centuries, mm-hmm. have changed the meanings of the translations to better capture uh, the original language, the Greek and the Hebrew. 
because I know from Farsi and Arabic, there and similar Hebrew, their one word is like five words in English. Mm. Um, so sometimes a direct translation is hard, right. and sometimes we don't have the same kinds of words as the ancient languages. Yeah, English is one of those. It's a difficult language. I mean, I have friends that come from other countries, and I said, you know, you're like you're, which is crazy. Like, they say about English. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> it's so difficult. Oh, especially when you have the, um, you know, the different like the different theirs. Like, oh, right. You know, the different versions of there. Like, how do I know which one? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Oh, and they'll yeah. talk about those are grammar like, rules. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, the exceptions and all this kind of stuff. So they talk about all the time. So I can't imagine translating something where you were saying where it's you know five words, you know, wrapped into one word, and now it, it comes out in our language like something way different. Yes. And how do you how do you come to a place where it's because Jack does this very well and talks about when you see this word, it's not our it's not this. Right. It's, when it's he especially when he expands wonderful. when he expands the definition of words. Yeah. Uh it, when he gives us the um he pulls out specific Greek and Hebrew words where he wants to explain in greater detail the definition of that word. Mm -hmm. He's like, you know, it doesn't mean just fear, it's this awe-inspiring reverence. When it says fear. But the fear, the word fear in our language is the only thing that right. it's, it can be used. But it's much bigger than that and much more different right. than what we think. Like, boo. <laughs> <laughs> or COVID. Ah, uh, I'm so scared. Um, anything else in uh, this devotional or anything else that um, is coming to mind? Smith, uh, this was a demonic possession, and I found it uh, oh, interesting. I, I found it interesting that it was, and the husband was so fed up or so exhausted, he's like, I just don't believe. And so um, how could God do this to us? And again, it goes back to that thing where as soon as people are hit with very traumatic things, they're like, why did God do this to me? And oftentimes it's not God that did it to them at all. You know, it's whatever, um, like we have no idea what they access to get a demonic possession in the first place, but it's usually not people just going around smelling daisies that get, you know, um, mm. filled with a demonic spirit. Right. You know, they've done something in their lives that, that made them access that. We also don't know what kind of relationship that this husband and wife had. <laughs> Well, I mean, she could have been just fed up with her period. Right. And he's in, she's in the middle of a demonic fit and he puts yeah. the baby up to her face. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know if that was such a great choice, but okay. Especially if she's having postpartum depression. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Because that's uh, you know, obviously makes things worse. Right. <laughs> having experienced that, that, that stuff. Um, yeah. It's interesting. I didn't think about that as far as the de demonic uh, possession. Those, in, in my experience, those are, if you have the opportunity to be around somebody who's going through a demonic possession and watching somebody being liberated from one or the process mm -hmm. of liberation are some of the most profound examples of God's heavenly power. <laughs> I got to say, like it is without a shadow of a doubt, the best way to know there is demonic forces there is heaven and hell there is yeah. things there is a world outside of what we physically can see with our eyes i i highly recommend anybody <laughs> <experience>. <laughs>
<laughs> because it's life changing. It's oh, life changing. I don't know. I've seen some pretty demonic situations. Well, I mean, in a in a controlled context where you've yeah. got people yeah. who are praying over them. I just had to make a choice whether to shoot them or not. Yeah, <laughs> different different circumstance. Who knows? Maybe if you were a spiritual warrior back then, you would have tried to pray them out. That's what I mean. That's the whole thing that I, I've said often. I, I just wonder how different my career would have been as a spirit filled police officer, as opposed to a agnostic police officer. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, all things happen for a reason. The guy that was coming, for out, of good. Robbery, coming out of the robbery with a gun in his hand that I, I, and I, I shot him, but it would have been different. I wonder if I would have said, stop in the name of the Lord, <laughs> drop the gun. Well, maybe he didn't want you risking your life like that. That's true. God would have said, shoot him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't going out with an amen. No, that's the devil. Oh my gosh. Um, shoot, there was something about that demonic uh, issue that I had. I thought about something else, but uh, not that important. And I love the way he describes that she fell asleep because that's often what happens too, is they just tired. They've been possessed by this thing for oh, however I long. And I, I, I can actually believe this one. This was what I was going to say earlier is I could believe this one. This one's so like, yeah, this is definitely Smith. And I can, as see opposed to the one where he, the opened eardrums. eardrums. Yes. <laughs> there was no eardrums. Oh, what about a hole? The guy who couldn't eat the guy who couldn't eat. Closed up a hole in his the guy stomach. They got bit by the snake. Yeah, this is wow. Like, I, this one, this one, I can get a handle around, and I can go. I can see that happening. I, I, I get. I, I'm, I'm with him on this one. But the eardrums, yeah. they weren't there. What did he do? Did he build new eardrums in there? God, God, but God. If God can fix his eardrums, why can't he fix my singing voice? <laughs> <laughs> I've never asked. Did you ask? No. You do not have because you do not ask. How's everybody like my shirt? In God we trust. Hold fast. Hold fast. I got a lot of looks today. Hold fast. I thought I was there looking at my my muscular build. Yeah, I thought I was flexing, and then and I I remembered I had this shirt on. Uh, But I got this from Boot Barn. So if you if you want to get the shirt, go to Boot Barn. Actually, when I wear my Jesus is King shirt, sometimes people are like, "He sure is," and I'm like. Oh, yes. <laughs> he is. Well, for women, it's got to be different the, from when men are looking at your shirt. Uh, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> no, but usually so they'll make it obvious when they say he sure yeah. is or love the shirt. Then you assume they're looking at something appropriate. Never tell you the story <laughs> of a shirt I was wearing. Did I tell you the story? I think I did. Uh, I don't know. I just got, went to a NASCAR race and Mark Martin, uh, the race car driver, um, he, he was sponsored by a, a, a drug, a pharmaceutical, a, a, a type of drug. And uh, so he had this big, his, his vehicle was blue and had this big old, you know, the words of this drug on it. And uh, I love Mark Martin. He was a, an older driver and just went around for a long time. And I liked his name and just seemed to be like a really nice guy. So I was around and he threw me a t-shirt. So of course now I'm wearing this t-shirt has this car on there and everything. <laughs> and uh, I was younger. I was in my forties and uh, uh, early, late thirties, early forties. And I walk into the gym wearing the shirt. Huh. It's a light blue shirt. And I'm walking in and I'm just I see, thinking of the light blue drugs. Yeah. And I see this girl coming towards me. She's like looking at my shirt and she's like got this big smile on her face. Like just 
quite not almost laughing, but not laughing. <laughs> like inside, she's laughing, but on her face. And I and I'm walking through, and she's looking at my shirt, <laughs> and I'm thinking, I go, I'm walking, I'm going, look at her, look at this, this chick's checking me out. And then I just take that time look down, and it is his uh, his sponsor was Viagra, of course, and it's a light blue shirt. <laughs> I was going, oh no, no, and I wanted to go back and say, no, this is his sponsor. I'm not, I'm not advertising. How could you walk around the shit says Viagra? <laughs> I threw it away. I threw it away. I go, I can't walk around with I don't even know what I was thinking. Wow, that's a very cute story. Giggling at my shirt. I was trying to explain to her. No. No. Okay. Does someone want to see? That's me. <laughs> okay. So Kyle says, okay, there's someone watching. That's me. How did we come to preach Christianity? We were saved and redeemed by the unfailing grace of God and decided <laughs> to come and do a devotional. And you're, not, and you're not the only one watching. You've got other people watching. <laughs> That's how we come to preach Christianity. Go out to the ends of the earth and preach the gospel. That's what the Lord says. So that's quite, what we're doing. Quite honestly, for me to, to start doing this, it was just, uh, it was a supernatural, back to supernatural. It was that uh, I was, again, I was not. <laughs> Priscilla's uh, laughing at the yeah. shirt. <laughs> I was not the person that would go out and talk about my Christianity. I, I didn't feel like I was in a, any place outside of a church setting or outside of a, a small group. Yes. You know, away from the church, nobody would have known I was a Christian probably. And then someday, uh, or one day, after a few things had happened, Jesus appeared to me in, in Utah and, and some other things, that uh, it just, Andy, you know, put the put a devotional on your backpack, put, a, you know, put some other things together, some other books, take your notes, and uh, go to the park <laughs> and start preaching to people about what you're learning in the devotional. That's what we do. And it was the craziest, it was the crazy, I can't even tell you. And I know on that day that I ended and I go, what did I just do? Like, how could I have done that? You have videos at the park where the ducks are very cute. <laughs> Thank you. They are. But it, that was supernatural. There was no, if I, if I was left to my conscious self, my flesh, there's not, not in a million years. But I have uh, gone to a park in front of potentially people stopping by, which eventually some people would, and, and talk about the Bible, something I felt totally unprepared to do. So I know Kyle probably really didn't care, but I'm just saying that there's some supernatural um, or something that happened to me that was supernatural that, um, that I can rest upon. That, that He gave me the words. I don't even know where they came from. Won't he do it? It's so amazing. I wish he would have told me not to wear that shirt, that Viagra shirt. <laughs> not a concern for him. <laughs> That's how I know God had a sense of humor. God did these things. Like, I, just so many things. I know God has a sense of humor. He would not have created me, not in a million years, and uh, given me somebody so wonderful, Aww. so fantastic. <laughs> what were we talking about the other day? Like you in your four point two. I was thinking about this the other day. You and your four point two, <laughs> which is I've never heard of. I think you're making it up. I'm not. Four point two. We had AP classes. They were worth five points. I'm the mirror image of you. I'm a 2.4. <laughs> You're cute. I do got to say, I graduated. I was number one in the academy, of the police academy, for uh -huh. a very, very long time. And only there was one day where I couldn't do my 100 push-ups. I fell short and did 80. It dropped me down to number five. Aww. So I went from number one in the class to number five in the class and uh, didn't recover in time for graduation. Uh, but um, heck, 
uh, I, I'm so thankful that, uh, that that we do this together now because it's okay. so it's so much. Thank uh, you. It's so such a joy. I don't know if you could post that because there's some obscenities in no, it. That's okay. <laughs> we just want to show how the devil works. <laughs> Kyle says, uh, "Well, good on you. You two seem fun and optimistic. I'm atheist, but I appreciate people of faith that aren't righteous a holes." Yeah, you're not going to find any righteousness over here. <laughs> <laughs> We're just two simple people who love Jesus. No, Kyle, I, I I have been where you've been. Not quite atheist. I was agnostic. I think at, at most, I always believed in God and there was a God. I just, I, would, I was struggled with. Yeah, and, and I'm actually curious what makes you say you're an atheist. Do you, is it because you don't believe in a heaven and hell? Do you not believe a divine architect of this world? Uh, what? leads you to think or believe that you're an atheist as opposed to an agnostic, somebody who hasn't found faith. And if you ever met um, Jesus Christ, curious about that too. Yeah. But yeah. We're not um, righteous a-holes because we've been there in, yes. in one form or another. Uh, yes. And I have plenty of people, I mean, that call remind me out. You. Remind me of where I was. <laughs> Keep you humble. Keep us humble. <laughs> You know what's so funny? Remember, I was talking about that response to one of their comments. That there was two guys uh, commenting on, and I had a response that uh, was totally from the Holy Spirit. It was not for me. Oh, um, but uh, it's so funny to see a reply to somebody's comment that gets so many emotion. I mean, so many. You know, they hit the heart, thumbs up, and and that kind of stuff. It's really funny. I think there's like twelve. Oh. Like, I don't know. If, like, I know they liked your response to me. They liked my response. Oh, but uh, I. But it's so funny because they just keep wanting to go. I don't. That wasn't for me. <laughs> that was supernatural. <laughs> that's, that's the fun part. <clears throat> yeah. But it, uh, it was good. We're going to give Kyle just a couple more seconds here to see if he's going to respond to that. Um, but that would be interesting to know what his what his idea of atheist is. Yes. Um, I mean, we, we've been listening, especially you've been listening to uh, Jordan Peterson. Oh. And what I love is Jordan Peterson talks about uh, C.S. Lewis. C.S. Lewis. Um, and so he, he's, he's using a reference to somebody who was also, also atheist, who became a very strong, um, man of faith. So it's interesting. What does uh, Kyle have to say? He says, I like the inquiry, but I don't want to have a debate. I really don't want to sway anyone's faith. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely don't want to debate. I'm just curious on, it was an honest curiosity because, uh, I'm, I'm just curious of what leads people to ultimately decide to be atheists and and I'm not in the business of swaying anyone's faith either. Uh, yeah, I have a friend who's a atheist and we've talked about him before. I have a couple of friends that are atheists. Yes. But then he's just a little bit more outwardly about it. And, and I often wonder um, where he's at now because I know that he's gone through some difficulty and some other stuff that's been going on. <clears throat> and he's appeared to me as has softened. Um, but uh, he had gone all the way to the point of being uh, involved in some I think some satanic um, groups that yeah. often leads people back to faith, right? Because when you, um, so sometimes for atheists, I'm not saying this is you, Kyle, but for sometimes for atheists, they don't believe in the supernatural, mm-hmm. um, positive or negative. But when they experience the demonic, then it starts to trigger in them. Well, if the demonic exists, then the heavenly possibly exists. And it actually leads them to that revelatory experience because when you really see evil move, 
then it makes you curious, well, wait a minute, I'm experiencing something that's yep. beyond this world. So therefore maybe there's more that's beyond this world. Because out of logic comes, there, there's always an opposite of something, right? opposite right. of the reaction. Like, so if, there, if there's evil and devil, right. there's gotta be good and love. And most people, if you haven't experienced a demonic, if you just see people being mean or bad, you think that people have varying forms of morality. But when you see the demonic, when you see true evil, it, from what I hear from people that have been in those experiences, it's what leads them to explore a faith in the heavenly. Nicely says. Thank you, You are you, the Kyle. most logical people of faith that I've come across. <laughs> Maybe because it came to us later in life. Yeah. I used to be a Muslim. I was a devout Muslim. And as Andy described, he was agnostic. So we had a radical encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. I was Catholic, raised Catholic, became agnostic. Found faith. Yes. Um, just one last thing on Jordan Peterson, as you've continued to listen to him, because you were listening to him early today. Um, Every day. Where, where, where is he at now? What do you think in his faith, in his walk? I, I in life. <laughs> so he had uh, a Bible series. So basically the, I think what a lot of people point to is he, right now he's saying to people, I don't say commit to publicly saying I am a Christian. I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Cause he's a, he says, I'm afraid of the consequences. Oh, and what radical transformation that will require me to have and to behave like. I know so much about the Bible and scripture and what is Jesus capable of that if I commit to it, I have to commit to it a hundred percent. And I'm not prepared to do that. And he says it's a very personal experience. It's a very personal decision and he's not prepared to publicly at least come out and say that. But again, he also uh, has come to what he says he came to the end of himself and similar to the experience of a demonic where he's just like, he saw the end of his own abilities with that math intellect he has with the social notoriety. It was a physical illness and a physical illness of his, of his wife and of his daughter simultaneously, all three of them that brought him to his knees to a point of the exploration, a deeper exploration of, God. Of God. Yes. Wow. So cool. Yeah. Listening to him is uh, yeah, like I told you, it's like a fast moving train that you just want to jump on and see mm -hmm. where it takes you. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just fascinating. It's, it's kind of like one of our series that we watch that we like to see, like we, here, here it starts, you know, oh, oh, it's like very nice or something, or it starts with a, a gun, you know, gun battle. Yeah. Uh, and you go, oh, man, where, how are they going to get out of this? Where are they going to go? Are they going to survive? Who's going to end up dying in the end? That kind of stuff. And you, you, but you know that it's going to end in 13 episodes, usually. Yeah. Right? Where him, like, you're just like, when? Like, you when does it happen? Win. Where is it going to go? Yes. When's God, when's God going to win? Yes. Um, and I, I love what you talked about that he's, he's, he knows. He's such an intellect, so smart that he knows when he, when he makes that decision that it's, he's got to be all in. Yeah. Um, for a lot of different reasons. Yes. Um, for the people that are watching what's going on. You know anything about C.S. Lewis and how he made that transformation from atheist to believer? No, uh, not, not the steps. Like I didn't mm. read his autobiography. I read yeah. his books like Mere Christianity and how he makes the argument for faith, but not his personal story. Mm. Interesting. 
Yes. Allison, this is fun listening to you. Why, thank you. <laughs> Gotta listen more often. We're thank all, you, uh, Kyle. Every day, Kyle. Tell your friends. <laughs> They're at Twitch. Uh, and we love our, our viewers at Twitch. We always have... Um, Fascinating conversations. Yeah, we had some really good ones there on Twitch. Yes. It's interesting. It's not a format that people usually find probably somebody like us or people like us. All right. Anything else, my love? That's it. We might, we might as well end this on a positive note. Yes. <laughs> and watch one of our new shows. Um, uh, and so, and Kyle, this is also for you. If you want to find some other fascinating people <laughs> on a podcast, you want to go to Edify, which is a Christian podcast network. Now, granted, they're not half as entertaining as us. Do you think? No, I mean, that's why we're, we're one of the top five recommended podcasts by the Christian Post. Yay! Because of uh, our content, apparently. But this is how you get the app. Kyle, watch. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. E-D-I-F-I dot app. Thank you, Jan. We appreciate that very much. That helps a lot. Yes, thank you, Jan. And if you ever want a good cup of tea, <laughs> ask Katya for a cup of tea. Persians, oh, we're tea fans. So amazing. This is, this is fantastic tea. You know, it makes it supernatural. You, you know, oh, you know what the special <laughs> secret ingredient is? What? Rosebuds. Ro- what? Yes. Rosebuds. Oh, you didn't know? That's a movie. Nope. Well, Rose- maybe it is, but. <laughs> what? All right. I had no idea, but it tastes amazing. All right, my friends. We love you guys. God bless. God bless. We love you. Um, We'll pray for you. Um, And um, just be open. Be open to what? Be open. Meet God where you are. Yeah. Ask him. Don't believe us. It's life changing. It's life changing. (laughs) Yes. I tried to do life myself. I am not that great of a God. (laughs) Very poor. Poor at it. All right, my friends. We love you. Good night. God bless.